and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another wild, whimsical Wednesday. It's kind of a stormy, wet Wednesday morning here in the Northwest. Today we're getting into Torture Port 460. What do you think will happen? <laughs> you don't even know what I'm talking about yet, but today we will be applying some humorous life lessons to a very untenable situation. But first, it's official, friends. News flash, sirens, alarm bells, CNN has officially thrown Joseph Effing Biden under the bus. Headline news at CNN this morning, the wire transfers with China to Hunter Biden, listed his father's address. In the bank subpoenas, they show uh, in 2019, the CCP or some other Chinese commie hack uh, was wire transferring some money to good old crack pipe Biden. And it had uh, good old Sock Puppet Joe's home as the beneficiary address. And that's according to the House Oversight Panel. So, you know, all right. But, you know, evidently with all these bank records and all that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, boy, man, now they've got him. Now they've got him, but not really. <laughs> Don't fall for it, friends. The joke is on us. With uh, with Biden's handlers recently embarking on a secret mission to keep him from falling over in public, which is proving difficult. He almost fell down the stairs of Air Force One again. I just want to point out here that the Democrat Party still has no plans to hold any presidential debates. There's a lot of talk about the Republican debates, but no Democratic debates. So while they're throwing Biden under the bus, that doesn't mean that the American people get to pick their next president, because clearly the party knows best, and Democrat voters, they just have to accept whomever the deep state props up next. And quite unfortunately, friends, uh, whomever that happens to be, Whatever cutout they happen to place on this stage or on the ballot, uh, that person is destined to get plenty of votes. If they have a pulse, they're going to get plenty of votes. Whether it's Michelle Mybell Obama or Gavin Newsom or whatever, they're going to get plenty of votes because young voters and criminals and illegal aliens and those struggling with mental health issues and drug addictions and the general liberal delusions, uh, those who suffer from general de liberal delusions, you know, they just... They just love the Democrat Party. There are so many Americans who just love the Democrat Party. I wanted to put a little example so that you could visualize the people who will be voting for whatever Democrat candidate gets pro propped up. Uh, in the report today, there is a link to a short video of some of these fabulous Democrat voters, some of the people who will uh, no doubt be so thrilled to go out and vote for the further destruction of America. And for those listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com, thetorchreport.com. Check out Torch Report 460. You'll see the video of the looters in Philadelphia who will be voting next November. Now, just remember, friends, inner city voting is a fundamental human right. And anyone who wants to take away this fundamental human right of these gangsters to vote, anyone who disagrees with the right to, for, to everybody to get to vote, that you must be, I mean, you gotta be, a far right-wing racist extremist who's trying to interfere with our elections, who's trying to overthrow our democracy. So that's the way that the, uh, the liberal media likes to spin it. But these people... 
these lawless crooks and criminals, these thugs, these punks, these gangsters, they all get to vote. So whatever you happen to think about any of this, about the organized looting of hoodlums and gangsters, or the uh, organized crimes being perpetrated by our very own government, it it really doesn't matter what you think. (laughs) That's the truth of it, friends. Everything is moving along according to plan, and all of those uppity peasants who are speaking out and rising up against these globalists, great reset fantasy and all that, they're about to be silenced permanently. Now, I was talking about that at the end of yesterday's report, about how, you know, they've got all these tools to basically fleece the masses at will, program the public, uh, and they can get away with crimes against humanity in broad daylight doing that. So they can also silence their dissent permanently doing that, and that is exactly what Klausy Klaus Schwab, the great evildoer, founder and president of the World Economic Forum, he says, and I quote, enemies of Agenda 2030 must be permanently silenced, period, end quote. Enemies of Agenda 2030, that's the UN Sustainable Development Goals, enemies of Agenda 2030 must be permanently silenced, period, end quote. This guy, I mean, put a mustache on him and he's a modern day Hitler. This guy, I really, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it, friends. But again, like I was discussing yesterday, You know, the ability of the ruling class predators to use the tools of methodical manipulation to systematically seek and destroy any opposition to their anti-human Agenda 2030. They've got it and they're going to use it. And the truth is, they could be rounding people up right this very minute and you and I would be none the wiser. How would we ever know what the hell's happening in Arkansas, Pennsylvania, you know, anywhere? We only know what we see, right? Because They have a, we only know what they want us to see, I suppose, would be a better way of saying that, because they have a stranglehold on public perception. And the truth is, we simply do not know what we do not know. And so what do you think is going to happen? You know, the globalists are openly stating they must permanently silence their opposition. What do you think is going to happen? They're calling the opposition to Agenda 2030 enemies. What do you think is going to happen? It's an honest question. Now, I've been contemplating the long term lately. I'm actually generally you know, a long-term thinker. Of course, the, the pandemic shoves everybody into a rapid reconsideration and, a, and, you know, forced to deal with what's in front of us right now. But, you know, zooming out a little bit, I like to zoom out, looking at that long-term, trying to peer beyond the foreseeable horizon, beyond 2024, even beyond the year 2030. And the elites, you know, they have so many complex plans, so many strategies that are already in ro- motion for 2030, 2040, 2050, and beyond. And though the vast majority of people remain completely oblivious to all of these plans and strategies, you know, there's really no clear path forward for those of us who do know and who want to resist. What the hell are we going to do about it, right? I mean, it's not fun to face the facts, but the facts are the facts. And, you know, the, the fact remains that our government is intentionally rolling out another round of pandemic, a pandelirium, in order to inject the masses with poison and fear. And uh, we can accurately anticipate, 
I think that we're going to have another rigged election. We're, we can anticipate the further fleecing of the American people. There's no end in sight because they keep getting away with it. And, you know, those in power are going to continue to orchestrate chaos. They're going to cause all of our problems so they can provide the solutions. They're going to capture the food supply, destroy the economy, and forcefully impose their socialist agenda. And they're going to continue to get away with it, precisely because most people are so pacified and preoccupied, they're not even willing to look at what the hell is going on, let alone to deal with it. Friends, we are in the minority, and I do, uh, I do appreciate the astute and intelligent listening audience here. I'm grateful that you would, you know, join me on this journey of discovery, but also that you would be willing to face the harshness of reality. What, what, can, what else can we see happening here? We see the writing is on the wall, right? Mental health is going to continue to decline en masse because they're massively uh, manipulating people's minds. They're mind-melting people uh, with fifth-generation warfare, propaganda, psyops, etc. So we know that that's going to happen. We know that there are going to be more crazy, drugged-out zombies crapping on the streets, you know, even in small-town USA. We know that schools will continue to indoctrinate children into the globalist, transhumanist, cosmopolitan cogs. You know, we know big tech will continue to enrich itself off their incestuous relationship with the government. We know the deep state will continue to tear up the Constitution and usurp the will of the people. And we know the entirely corrupt and entrenched two-party system is going to continue to have their way with us. Did I miss anything? <laughs> Let me know in the comments below. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. I missed one thing. You know those shiny spherical orbs that have been cropping up all around the world? Those are going to become commonplace. And as the elites wrangle and, and legislate us all into a, the dystopian digital state, the great inescapable socialist surveillance state, uh, complete with the digital IDs, complete with the global digital currency and the communist style social credit scores, friends, we know that that's all coming. And yet, with all that doom and gloom, let me just remind you that life is still good. Life is great. So I put a few links here in the report. Torchport 423. Beware of the doom loop. Don't get stuck in that loop. And then Torchport 434. No matter what, no matter what, do not forget to breathe. Life is still good. Do not forget to breathe. And perhaps the most empowering report, uh, Torchport 452. Remember that fear is a weapon that cuts both ways. Fear is a weapon that cuts both ways. Now, that said, let's go ahead and pivot, friends. I do strive to balance the harshness of reality with the beauty of the natural world. This is how I get out of my head, into my heart. I get grounded in gratitude, what's real right now, and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yes, circumstances may be absolutely shitty. <laughs> the world may be going to hell, and yet there is always, always, always a silver lining. And this truth always brings me comfort. You know, many people in the world have had it much worse. Uh, even in this very moment, 
There are millions of people who are dealing with unimaginable hardships, things that, I mean, can't even comprehend. I've never experienced that kind of pain and suffering, and suffering is a very real part of life. And yet all of this leads me to gratitude. Now, gratitude is something that I've spent a great deal of time cultivating throughout my life. Uh, In my childhood, it was common to hear the words, hey, life's a bitch and then you die. (laughs) Oh, wow, that's uplifting. Life's a bitch and then you die. You know, the gist of that sentiment was that bad things happen and there's nothing you can do about it. So quit your bitching and get back to work, okay? And (laughs) as I think about that, my my mom's ranch is called the Quit Your Bitchin' Ranch. So you can kind of guess where that came from. But I think about that and I kind of get a smile creep up on my face because I remember my mom when I was little, you know, I do, I stubbed my toe or something wasn't working, you know, the goat knocked me over. My mom's rubbing her finger and her thumb together and saying, you know what this is? You know what this is, Luke? This is the world's smallest fiddle playing My Heart Bleeds for You. <laughs> and shortly thereafter would come the wisdom, hey, if you're looking for sympathy, son, it's found somewhere between shit and syphilis in the dictionary. Period. End quote. <laughs> now, uh, while these mental attitudes, they did instill a great deal of mental toughness, a great deal of mental tenacity. Life's going to kick you in the teeth. What are you going to do? Cry about it, you know? Uh, It wasn't until later in life that I came around to another way of thinking. It's not that these words are not true. It's just that they're words. And these words only tell part of the story. And perhaps more importantly, these words have a tendency to prime the mind to expect that life's a bitch and then to resign to accept the fact that the world is a cold, hard place. And again, while this is true, there's truth to that. And all the current chaos makes that abundantly clear. I think that's why this is coming up for me this morning. You know, there, there's always, there's more to the story, you know? There's always more to the story. And the very best part is that we get to rewrite and edit our stories at will anytime we'd like. And that, my friends, is a very, very, very powerful truth. But here's the catch. Now, if, if I just ignore what's happening in the world, if I just tune out and tell myself that it's all going to be okay, everything's going to work itself out however it will, there's really nothing, anything, nothing I can do about it, so why even pay attention? You know, that is a story in which I accept defeat. I refuse to accept defeat. Surrendering my story does not mean accepting defeat. It's, it's very similar to accepting that life's a bitch and then you die. Well, sure, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that might be true, but then again, but then again, we are pretty incredible creatures, are we not? Incredible cosmic powers. And some people have pretty incredible lives, do they not? I mean, these are true as well. So the truth is, being alive is really an incredible experience. And to me, life is a gift. And can I accept the gift of life just as it is? Life is fundamentally good. Even if, uh, you know, even if reality is indifferent to my wants and desires, even if in reality I'm, I'm struggling and I'm fighting or I'm suffering or all these things, life is still 
fundamentally good outside of my personal subjective experience. And there is a pureness in this perspective. And when we learn to dance with that, you know, that perspective, dance with the cosmic forces that are beyond our control, joy can be found in the harshest of places. Friends, these are thoughts that empower me, and I'm sharing them with the hope that they empower you too. You know, it does no good to deny reality. It does no good to ignore reality. But we also must realize that reality is a relative term. Reality is malleable in our minds because reality, as we understand it mentally and as we relate to it emotionally, reality is rooted in our stories and interpretations of life experience. Now, that said, obviously reality does exist outside of the mind. It's not just our stories and interpretations. And yet, through our direct personal encounters, through our stories, through our interpretations uh, of the world around us, we can change reality in big ways and small. The truth is, you know, if you think about it, history is, is full of stories of how one person has changed the course of history. Yes, history was going this direction. That was the reality. But one person changed the course of history. And you may not realize it, friends, but that one person might just be you. And similarly, of course, there are ample stories of how uh, a few words were mentioned in passing a long time ago. And those words impacted someone's life in a way that was more meaningful than the speaker ever even knew. You know, the, the, this implies that our kindness, our, our, our generosity, our words can have a ripple effect throughout in eternity. You know, one good deed leads to another and your positive impact can compound beyond imagination. That said, friends, let's integrate. While, uh, <coughs> while it's not particularly scientific, uh, sometimes I think symbology helps us to make sense of things. And so I put a little uh, picture of the yin and the yang in here. And it talks about the attributes of both of those things, the, the dark and the light and the hot and the cold, the, the soft and the hard and all of that kind of stuff. And the truth is, life is always both, good and evil. Life is always both. And so we started today talking about the evils and the lunacies that are plaguing our day. No doubt about it, it's happening. Much, if not most of it, of these geopolitical affairs, of this chaos is beyond our control. But that absolutely does not mean that we have no control. Does that make sense? It's beyond our control, but we still have control. <laughs> now, uh, then, you know, kind of, I wanted to pivot toward gratitude and, and share a little bit about the, uh, the childhood development of my personal perspective. But I want to address the long-term implications of kind of merging all of this together, the dark and the light, putting it together. What will the future look like in 2024, 2030, and beyond? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. The future will look like what we make of it. The future will look like what we make of it. You know, th those who have cultivated a well-informed perspective, who have prepared for the worst-case scenario of food shortages and civil war and the grid going down and hungry, desperate people and criminals roaming the land, you know? Make no mistakes, friends. It would be very wise to prepare. Those who have cultivated that perspective and prepared, they're going to get through it with less pain than those who have not. However, 
I like to say this, you know, prepare for the worst, but plan for the best. Prepare for the worst. Be prepared. It's very wise to be prepared, but plan for the best. Because, 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 if you prepare for the worst and you just sit back and wait for it to happen, then you've wasted your whole effing life for something that may never come to pass. So you may as well plan for the best. Once you've prepared for the worst, plan for the best. Plan to live your life in a meaningful and fulfilling way. Do you have dreams and aspirations? Do you have projects and things to do? Go for it. You know, life's too short to sit around waiting for the apocalypse. And this, friends, it's it's vitally important. You know, plan for the best. Build your business. Build your family. Build your life. Build your community. And while it is true that the invisible hand of the global cabal is seeking to enslave us all and control what you can and cannot do and how you can and cannot live your life. That is true. There is still a great deal that you can do. You can stand up and push back. You can get involved. You can go to meetings. You can organize with others. You can volunteer. Let's band together to have a bigger voice. There are people all around the world who are resisting this insanity, who are insisting on maintaining their independence and freedom and dignity as a human being. And there are people right here at home and in your local community who are doing the same. Friends, the elites want to silence their enemies. They just said as much, okay? And it kind of reminds me of something my grandma used to say when I would complain about things. Well, Luke, you know, oh, grandma, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that. Well, Luke, here's the thing. Hey, Luke. <laughs> I can't do my grandma's voice. You can wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which fills up faster. And if she were alive today, I think she'd be telling the globalist this tough old bird would be saying the same damn thing. Hey, globalist, you can wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which fills up faster. Resistance is the spice of life and they cannot control us all. Live like a rebel. Live your own legend. You can be the hero in this story, friends. They may t- try to stop you, but if we all rise up together, what do you think will happen? <laughs> Let me know in the comments below, friends. That is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this wild, whimsical, wise sort of Wednesday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.